0: Hello everyone and welcome to Thinking Aloud About Film. We are continuing with our exploration of Hu Shao Shen, though we are not going to be talking today about a Hu Shao Shen film. Instead, we are going to be uh, looking at uh, Lin Tuan Xu's May 13th Night of Sorrow. Richard, what do you think? So
1: of the, of the three films of his we've been able to see, by far the best one was The Husband's Secret, but I, I found this one very interesting. This is much better than Six Suspects, which we we had reservations about. Again, it's not a perfect film. It's, it's clunky in a, a number of ways, but I did find it very interesting.
0: It's much more entertaining. I mean, this one had me gripped throughout. Oh, <laughs> right. Whereas I found it very, very difficult just to get involved in Six Suspects. Uh, and part of the reason why I like this one so much, again... Like with the husband's film is that um, it's, it's sheer melodrama. Mm. It's classic melodrama, right? The opening scene is a mother dying right and she's got two daughters of a different age and she you know She asks the eldest one to look after the younger one the younger one to obey the eldest one, right? So it's you know, that's the setup. It's already there so you know that they will face troubles and you know, and of course one of the sisters you know, sacrifices herself or her younger sister and, you know, she ends up being a nightclub hostess, <laughs> you know, and the other one, you know, is studying chemistry or something, you know, and she ends up getting a job in a chemical glass factory. Right. And of course she's embarrassed about what her older sister does and her older sister is only doing it so that her younger sister can get ahead. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like, you know, kind of typical and, and they fall in love with the same man. Yeah, both sisters. And, <laughs> right. and they don't
1: discover this until May the Thirteenth, Night of Sorrow.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I've I again found it riveting, really, because unlike the other films, this is also a musical.
1: Yeah, now, and that, I found that very interesting. I, I, the the structure of it was you know, very reminiscent of those. Early Shashan films, um, so you know, we, which you, you realize, okay, this was presumably a genre of popular um, Taiwanese cinema where you would have a drama, a comedy, or a drama. And this is a drama rather than a comedy, but at various points it just breaks for a song. And similarly to, to Cute Girl or Green Grass Green of Home, the you, the characters are not singing the songs, but you you get you'll get a silent montage of you know horse riding or bike riding or. Whatever, while this jaunty song plays, commenting on the actions. Mm.
0: It really reminded me of a lot of film noirs, yeah. Because a lot of film noirs often will have five or six songs, yeah, in a nightclub sequence, and yet they're not musicals, right? Or they're not talked of as musicals. And likewise with with this, right? Because it's a re- it's a melodrama, but one of the lead characters sings in a nightclub, right? And so a lot of the numbers, which I think are quite striking so so spectacular is the wrong word because it doesn't have like a you know a million dancers creating a pattern or something it's just you know the actress singing but the graphic design of it is really striking and beautiful mm, you know? yeah yeah so, so you know those will be some of the musical numbers there's also voiceover tracks yeah so they'll you know she'll be walking in the park with the man she loves and a song will be playing to comment on what they're feeling. Right, and so it's almost like one song after another. I mean, it's chock a block with songs. yeah, yes, yeah. musical. It it's also got comic elements, yeah, which I uh, find work, but which are very crude again, yeah. Like you know, the com the comedy reminds me of review theater, yeah, or music hall theater. You know, it's 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 a genre that's still very popular in Spain. I've seen. I've seen you know review in Madrid and it's this kind of acting. So I don't want to say it's bad acting, you know, because it's a it's a it's a style of acting in theatre. Yeah, it's kind vibe. of
1: this comic. So there's a sort of female comedy sidekick who also works in the in the, in the factory, and it's almost yeah. The, the feeling is this is yeah, and possibly this this is someone. You know playing a popular character you know this, this is a I, I don't know who she is but it, it does has that that feel that she walks on and you know you know she's got the big glasses and you 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 know you know this is going to be the kind of slapstick um comedy woman yeah
0: and it feels very theatrical because so that actress that you're commenting on that you know that she's meant to be the comic figure you know she will i don't know grimace or make a face and then there's a pause where you you know you know that she's been trained to wait for her life, yeah, right? Yeah. Except it's a movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, but even though it's broad and you're laughing at it, it still works somehow. Mm. Yeah, kind of, you know, it's a very interesting thing. I wouldn't hold it against the film. Yeah, uh, you know, because it does work. I think other things that don't work for me are like for example the younger sister i just don't believe in that character at all you know how someone could be so vain so selfish so yeah it's it's so unidimensional that character right you know that it's kind of
1: hard to be taken with i was glad that the older sister ends up with the man at the end yes
0: (laughs) 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 who is the same (laughs) he's
1: he's the, the same guy the, yeah the, the, it's the husband from the husband's secret isn't it so he, he's clearly you know suppose and
0: also the policeman yeah, yeah. from six suspects yeah, yeah so
1: cl- clearly uh, he's a bit of a bait magnet because he, he that's and... two films where he's got two women on the go
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes interesting to see also how he uses the same people over mm. and over again mm which is part of what helps create a kind of a, a world. Yeah, and he
1: was, a, the, I mean, I believe he was a theatre director as well. So may, maybe he did have a company of actors he was he was working with.
0: And, and would explain also some of those styles of acting, actually, because, you know, it is uh, very theatrical. I think there are also things that I find interesting is the combination of studio shooting, you know, where you get like these great visual and graphic qualities and this wonderful lighting. And then actually moments of almost documentary realism on the streets of Taipei, mm. right? Fantastic scenes of, I don't know if it's new year or Ch- Chinese new year or something with a dragon being you know, yeah, yeah. danced around in the street. And, you know, you get a feeling, I mean, you know, there are probably people who are 90 years old now who are saying that was me yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, on the street, right? So, so that is. Absolutely marvelous. To yeah. Say. And
1: the and also yeah. um, kind of location footage in, in the country as well, which mm. again, as with with six suspects was kind of reminding me a lot of those uh, those coming of age. Viruses.
0: Yes. I think also, it gives you the film really underlines the notion of shame. You know, in the in 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 this world, right? So it's very interesting because in Six Suspects, there was a scene where the policemen go to a brothel. Kind of, it's very different than an American film. Like, you know, the police greet the women like very colloquially and friendly. And I don't know if they know each other, but you know, the policemen look like they're regular brothel goers, <laughs> right? Like, you know, and understand and like these women, and you know, and and are not treating them ill because of what they do right so whereas kind of this film still maintains that you know eve to have your reputation you know so it's almost like a jane austen novel if your reputation is in doubt <laughs> right like your world crumbles right you know so it's a it's a funny combination of both of those things yeah yeah,
1: yeah. and what, one thing i loved about the reputation was those newspaper headlines <laughs> that you saw occasionally oh, fantastic. Sort of, yes. Yes, so so the um the, the the nightclub singer is being the, there's an older man who's trying to seduce her in the nightclub and she keeps avoiding him but he has a mistress who thinks that the, the, the singer is is trying to steal her man so she's like I'm, I'm going to ruin you and the next day there's a story in the newspaper and the headline is something like popular songstress seduces lascivious businessmen <laughs> yes.
0: No, I am, I'm going to include image capture of all of those moments yeah. because they're brilliant it's like a 1930s montage yeah. you know uh, but you know, even more direct than a pre code. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, but it is it is about about reputations really. So there 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 was a line in one of the subtitles of uh, Six Suspects which said something, you know, so and so you know was involved with uh, murder, theft, seduction, <laughs> right? as if they were equivalent yeah. things, right? Like yeah, yeah. Which I mean, maybe in this world they are Mm -hmm. right so kind of you know the film gives a very um vivid rendering of the social mores of the day yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. um uh,
0: and 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 evokes very sexily i think also um other elements which are often not talked about in cinema but which are one of cinema's great pleasures Mm. which are the clothes and the hairdos and all of that stuff like you know, it's it's a real pleasure to watch that they're beautiful in this film. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I think that's important to underline. I suppose because, you know, when you think of places like Taiwan in the 50s and 60s, you think of places that are poor, you know, not America, yeah, not Western. So when you see, like, the stylishness and the nightclubs and the whiskey and the hats, you know. Yeah,
1: well, I, th- I think that's the one thing you're seeing here. And similarly in the other two films as well. Um that we've seen in this selection is the contrast between the kind of old school Japanese style houses and the Western style houses. Similarly, you know, traditional Taiwanese clothes and Western style clothes, and it, it, it is, I guess, an aspirational thing that you know. So, so some of the interiors, you know, so the, so, the the flat that the girls are living in is is is, is quite Westernized. Similarly, the the you know the blackmailer in in Six Suspects lives in this this very Western style room. But then they go to the country here and and there's that great scene with the the old granny sitting on the porch, which again reminded me very much of Time to Live and Time to Die, where the guy who's had the baseball accident is is sitting on the porch the whole time. And so again, this is very reminiscent of those those films.
0: I really saw uh, as part of that the fact that uh, the film is set in a glass factory, right? And how often, you know, manufacturing, making modernity is featured in all of these films? Yeah, because yeah. again,
1: it's a country that's uh, that is presumably you know, industrializing very rapidly, and you see this a lot in the in those Hao Shashan films too. Yeah, both in the ones set in the present day of the eighties and the ones set in the same time period that this film was filmed in. Um, yeah. of, of that kind of you know people moving from the country to the city to find work and and. Uh, you know, the people working in concrete factories and glass factories and people going to night school to um, to better themselves and, you know, studying engineering, studying science, all, all all of this stuff are kind of common themes, aren't they?
0: One of the things that I like very much uh, about these films is they're, they're aspirational, mm. right? So, you know, you're always dealing with things like factory owners or, you know, executives in factories. <laughs> <something>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then you're also shown, I don't know, prostitution or the lower depths, so to speak. Yeah. Minor gangsters and, you know, people who have to resort to crime to get by, Mm. you know. And the two things seem so intertwined. Yeah. It's like, you know, those aspects are very much part of each other's world. Yeah. 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 Uh, And also these things about, you know, the, the, the sexual conduct, the mistresses and... You know, all of that, I thought, was, again, kind of uh, interestingly portrayed. And the power of the executive, that guy who harasses, you know, the good sister, but who's a dance... Because actually, that's the other thing. The dance hostess, the club hostess, is the good one. The, The respectable chemist in the glass factory is a spoiled little...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that is
1: interesting, isn't it? Because the guy, the, you know, the, the, the kind of sexual harasser in the nightclub, he's, he's, not, a, he's, he's not a gangster. I mean, he's just a, like a business executive who just assumes yes. he can do this.
0: Yes. The fact that he can assume that because he's an executive and she's a performer in a nightclub, that he can buy her if he wants does indicate something quite vividly about. The, the culture it's speaking from and too. Yeah, yeah. I like it very much, though not as much as The husband' Secret.
1: A couple of other things I thought were interesting. Firstly, there's, there's a scene which is pretty much used in Cute Girl where you get this shot, it's, there's a business meeting and there's a shot of the legs under the table and um, yes. sort of accidental interfering with legs and that happens at yes. the start of Cute Girl. The other thing is what, what I found really interesting was a scene where... Um, the, the older couple that they're renting the flat from, the the father's like lying on the floor and he's got a bad back, so his little daughter is is marching up and down on on his back and she's uh, shouting um, something like attack attack take China mm. back, so it's kind of you know, it's kind of as in take the mainland back, um, so which presumably was a you know a government propaganda slogan mm. and and which again tells you something about the background at the time. Um, the one review made the point that probably that. You, know, it, you could either take that as face value or you could say, well, because it's a little eight-year-old stamping on their father's back shouting it, that there's this kind of satirical intent to how it's used in the film, which I think is possibly correct. But it's also yeah. very interesting to compare with Time to Live and a Time to Die, the early sequences in that, which are set at around the same time here. In the late 50s, where there's the um, Second Strait Crisis, where there's this kind of skirmish between Taiwan and mainland China. And again, in that one, it's the small kids who are Running around saying, "Yeah, we're going to win. We're going to beat. We're going to beat the People's Republic," kind of thing. I don't think it's a stretch to to say there's an influence here. Uh, and sure. you know, as we said with the other film, the, the kind of, all the kind of Ozu style framing, Ho we think would have seen that filtered through this film, even if he didn't actually see Ozu films.
0: Or, or, or in fact, and again, you know, we don't know enough about it, but it, it is also possible to conceive that even if he. Even if Hu Shaochen hadn't seen this particular film, he would have seen films like it. You know, I that it's a question of whether you know this is a unique kind of style and view, and or is or if it's part of norms of kind of you know cultural or industrial practices of the period.
1: Yeah, exactly, and we'll yeah, we'll we'll know more, I guess, when we've seen these these other three films that are available this week from a, from a different director. So uh, it's part of Excellent. this ongoing so, project. <laughs>
0: Yes, to underline, we've been greatly enjoying this and we're very grateful to the Taiwanese Institute for making these films available. And uh, we, we we are not experts on Taiwanese cinema, so if there are areas that we've been talking about that you know more and would like to contribute to our podcast, please uh, let us know. We really welcome uh, the whole idea of doing this is to instigate a conversation uh, on uh, the work of Hu Shen. And uh, seemingly, at least for now, on Taiwanese uh, cinema more broadly. Uh, so do get in touch. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Jose. I'm
1: And
0: we are thinking aloud about cinema. Bye bye.